This is the Irrelevant Information Podcast, a podcast about finding the deeper meaning of seemingly useless information. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today's episode is Booing at El Grito. If everything went fine, this episode's release date should be September 16th, 2020, which is Mexican Independence Day. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, I only have to say this once and never again, or honestly, it should go without saying that Mexican Independence Day isn't Cinco de Mayo. Instead, it's it's today. It's September 16th. It's also the day which I miss being near the border the most. It's this day and whenever the Mexican national soccer team is playing on TV because I really miss watching Mexico being narrated by Mexican commentators. It's just so much better than Americans or so much better than like even the English. Don't get me started on English soccer narration. But going back to the point, in many ways, September 16th has a lot in common with the Independence Day of any other country on the earth. You know, there's lots of flags, there's lots of eating, people don't go to work, but Mexican Independence Day has this one ceremony that occurs every year that makes it unique. And partaking in it taught me a very good lesson. I'm talking about El Grito. So like I said earlier, while the 16th is officially Independence Day, the majority of festivities take place on the 15th, or rather, the biggest ceremony does, and that is El Grito. So El Grito itself, technically El Grito de Dolores or El Grito de la Independencia, is a commemorative act. It commemorates the original Grito de Dolores done by the Catholic priest Miguel Hidalgo, one of the founding fathers of Mexico. And yes, a priest was one of the founding fathers of Mexico. Uh, Miguel Hidalgo was the parish priest of Dolores. He was a part of a plot to revolt against the colonial Spanish government. And as a response to the plot being uncovered, Hidalgo decided to just screw it and just go ahead and incite revolution. He took to the pulpit of his church and encouraged the town to revolt in what will later be known as El Grito, the Shout. The actual words aren't known, but there seems to be consensus that he called for death to bad government and independence, saying, Viva la independencia, and thus the Mexican independence movement began. So in modern days, every year on the 15th, the president of Mexico will go out onto a balcony on the National Palace in the center of Mexico City and shout, a cry of patriotism, of freedom, of independence. He'll call out some of the revolutionary heroes or just national heroes of Mexican history. And after each one or before each one, he'll say, Viva! The crowd will yell back, Viva! And it ends with multiple, Viva Mexicos! And then the crowd will respond, Viva! Viva Mexico! And the crowd responds again and it gets louder and it gets like crazy. And then the president rings a bell and the crowd goes wild. It's really an emotional moment. And just to see that mass of humanity, thousands of people all gathered in this Zócalo, which is like this big square in Mexico City, all yelling Viva, smiles all over the place. It's it's really, really something. Um, it sucks that it can't happen this year, you know, because of COVID, but hey, it'll happen again next year, hopefully. 
Now, this same event, this grito, doesn't just occur in the nation's capital. It happens in almost every city and town across all of Mexico, and they all follow the same pattern. So all of the state capitals have the governors going out onto a balcony, and the cities have the municipal presidents or mayors go out, and all of them, it'll also be like a party with plenty of music, food, flags, happiness, and just a crowd coming together. The first time I personally went to Agrito was in Juarez, which is right across the border from El Paso, and I went at some point during the late 90s. I can't remember the year exactly, but I know that the mayor at the time was a man by the name of Ramon Galindo. And the reason why I know this is because he looked like an uncle of mine, so I'll always remember that guy. Galindo served as mayor of Juarez or municipal president of Juarez between 1995 and 1998. So at some point in those years when I was in late elementary school, my family and I crossed the border and went to El Grito in Juarez. So we stood in front of the municipal palace of Juarez with a huge crowd, had some of the best gorditas I've ever had, until at some point the music stopped and the spotlight pointed at a balcony on the municipal building where the mayor stepped out, Mexico flag in hand, ready to address the crowd, and one of the most beautiful moments in my life happened. I'll honestly never forget it. The crowd booed. <laughs> they not only booed, they whistled at the mayor. Not just a couple of trolls either. It wasn't like, you know, when you're at, like at school or something like that, and there's a kid in the back of the class just making noise. No, it was a significant number of people. It was enough people that it wasn't awkward to hear the boos or they didn't feel out of place. Like, you know, sometimes the the energy of a crowd can be like, oh man, we don't all agree with this or anything like that. It, it didn't feel like that at all. It felt like the crowd embraced the boos. It was enough that the people who weren't booing were laughing at the boos. Like it, no one was trying to like, hey, be quiet, don't do that or anything like that. And up until this point, I'd never seen anything like this. For his part, the mayor was unfazed, or so it seemed. He kept on going with, you know, his his grito. And then when he got to the part where he says, Viva, and the Viva has to echo, the boo stopped, and the people would yell Viva. And then they would boo again. Then they would echo back Viva. Finally, when it was the Viva Mexicos, everyone just stopped booing and started yelling Viva Mexico. Again, I'll never forget that moment. Since then, I've paid attention to the Grito whenever it's on TV and discovered that the same thing happens at almost every Grito at almost every level. It doesn't matter if it's the mayor of a town or a governor or even the president, the people will boo. There will be boos. They'll boo at the person in power all the way up until they get to the vivas. It's really, really something exceptional. Growing up in the United States, nationalism is the national religion. And Independence Day or the 4th of July is the highest ceremony. The president? Come on, we have a painting of George Washington as a god on the ceiling of the Capitol. I made a whole episode about that. You can go find it. It's called The Apotheosis of Washington. So yeah, it's really serious. And we're a really nationalist country, even now. And the political dialogue is always all about one side is right and the other side is wrong. And when the power shifts, it's all the opposite. For example, when Obama was in power, to the people who supported him, he was a god. Now that Trump is in power, the people who support him, oh man, they worship everything he does. And it's sickening, that level of, 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 that level of near worship to the president. 
Americans have such thin skin too. If you criticize anyone, their defenders will spring to the defense in the same way I defend McDonald's biscuits as a good breakfast, or maybe even more so. When a president gets booed in the United States, it's news because we're supposed to, quote, honor the office, which is honestly BS. The lesson the Grito taught me and continues to teach me is that it doesn't matter what side you're on. The people in power, as soon as they get power, are now employees to the people, to everyone. And as such, they are to be held accountable by the people. They are here to serve the people, not to graciously rule over the country. And that's something that's been lost in America. At some point, it became the norm to treat the president or those in power as if they were benign royals bestowed by the heavens as God's reward to the country, and they are to be protected and revered, when in fact, the opposite is true. People are put in positions of power to serve and deliver on their promises to the people. Those that voted for them must be their harshest critics because they have to live up to the promises that compelled you to vote for them. Being a president or a governor or a mayor should not be a comfortable position. It's a heavy position. It's one filled with a tremendous amount of responsibility. It should not be a place to go to for celebrity or fame. And as such, it shouldn't attract the people who seek those things. Instead, it should be a place where people who only want to help go. It's crazy to me that anyone would want to be president. But if it comes with a loyal army of mindless followers who will almost literally take up arms to defend you, I'm starting to see why some people would want to be president. And all of this is very concerning. There's this political commentator in Mexico who dresses up like a clown. Like a homeless clown. It's not a pretty or a crazy clown. It's, it's a very weird costume and he goes by the name of Broso. And now there could be a whole episode on Broso, but I, I won't get into him now. But last year... He ended his 25-year run on his radio show and moved to another network. And in his last show, he said his motto, which I think is true, and I think it's something inert in the Mexican psyche and is manifested in the booing that inevitably occurs at every grito. He said, Al poder se le revisa, no se le aplaude. Roughly translated, it means those in power are to be checked, not mindlessly applauded. Those in power are to be checked, not mindlessly applauded. Yeah, I said that twice because truer words have never been spoken. When you vote for someone and put them in power, you're not giving them a hall pass to act as they damn well please. You're putting them in a position to be held accountable. And it's our duty to do so. It's our duty to boo the president, the governor, the mayor when they are not doing their job when they are not living up to the standard of the people. And it is doubly true if you voted for them, not just if they're not your guy or on the other team. The office is not to be honored. The people who put them there are. The office is not to be mindlessly respected. The people are above all. And every single person in power in Mexico gets a reminder of this every Independence Day, where the boos make them a little uncomfortable because honestly... No politician anywhere lives up to their promises. And it's those boos, that tiny little reckoning every year, that's my favorite thing about El Grito and maybe about Mexico. And I hope we can learn something from that act, especially as the election draws upon us. Thanks for listening and Viva Mexico!
that's it for this week's episode of the irrelevant information podcast thank you so much for listening um if you like this episode share it with a friend leave us a review on apple podcast or podchaser.com see you next time and as always or4 did nothing wrong This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.